Hello and welcome to Pod for Norge, the only Norwegian podcast in all, all of Norway, all of the world. I'm uh, I'm Jack. I'm here in Oslo, joined by Giro. And also somewhere a little bit farther outside Oslo is Alan. And then even way outside Oslo, over in America, is and John. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, unfortunately, Kevin could not join us today. He's feeling a bit under the weather. Um, and uh, I'm bummed about that because I really wanted him to see this movie. So we will, uh, uh, we miss you, Kevin. Hope you're feeling better. And uh, we will drive through on the movie that we are covering today, which is the 2020 film, The Painter and the Thief, or in Norwegian, <clears throat> Kunst, Kunstneren Oteven. That's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. I feel like okay, you, especially you. Jack, you need to know the word "teeve" because that's like kind of what you work with, right? Like uh, I know that's the criminal stuff. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about what I do. Um, and then uh, no, no, no. And um, which actually doesn't like tech. It's so it, the movie is called "The Painter and the Thief." Doesn't Kunstenen mean like artist? Yes. Not necessarily yeah. a painter. So already we're off to deviations that just, you know, I, I will not be able to reconcile. The film was directed by Mr. Benjamin Ree, a Norwegian name I'm able to pronounce, and it is available in the United States on Hulu. Yes. Um, though I, I imagine it would become, uh, I've heard a lot of buzz about this movie, a lot of Oscar talk. I think it will be, probably become more available, hopefully soon. Um, I'm blowing through this. I'm not giving any of you guys opportunities to speak, but I'm going to give a quick synopsis of, uh, of the background of the film, which is it follows the artist Barbara Kiselkova, uh, a Czech artist, as she forms a, relation, uh, a friendship with uh, Karl Bertel Norlan, a man who stole her artwork. We learn about each of their lives, history, and personal struggles as they become closer to one another over a few years. It's, I think that's a good I think that's a great, great synopsis. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. So this is uh, interesting. This is the first documentary I think we've covered on the podcast. Except for maybe um, Nukos, but uh, this is certainly... Yeah. Yeah, we're not... <laughs> <laughs> that was you know, never documentary filmmaking. Yes. Drink every time we do a Nukos <laughs> reference. Essentially, um, I feel like I have to mention it at I'm least once every time. <laughs> Oh, God. Erlen, I'm just glad you you didn't have to watch Christmas Blood. Man, that was a fucking train wreck. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, there was a, it, was a, it was a calculated flight, you know, a cho- yes. choice that I made. I was like, hmm, if I, if I take this flight on this day, I don't have to watch this movie, and then I'll That's probably right. be happier for it. <laughs> well, you and I'm sure you are, but Erlen, I am very, very curious of what you thought of this documentary that we just saw. This Do documentary... Wanna- Yes. Wow, folks, was uh, really, really great. I, I thought it was, um, I mean, I've never seen a documentary structured this way, told this way. I mean, for the listeners, it was recorded over three years uh, by a guy. I was watching a, a, an interview with him that he was giving for the Camden Film Festival. And the dude usually works for like an internet um, newspaper type uh, outlet. And he makes short documentaries that are usually 10 minutes long. So when the story broke in Norway and there was this artist who had their painting stolen, he was just like, oh, this is cool. Like, maybe I'll I'll turn it into a 10 minute documentary. And then it just snowballed. Fast forward. That is amazing. Yeah. Three years later with the most amazing turn of events, with the most amazing, like crazy relationship 
I mean, have you? I, like, so I can't. Good. I can't think that, of a single documentary that explains that's why close. he was there from the beginning. Okay, or like close to the beginning. Yeah. Exactly. Because it was very was, there. There were some parts of this that I was like, well, "How? Why was he filming that? Is this recreation? That makes a lot more mm-hmm. sense." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw another um, kind of discussion video on YouTube about it, where a guy genuinely thought for the first ten minutes that these were paid actors recreating it, and then until we get to, uh, I would say maybe the first like little arc of the film, which is when uh, the the thief is revealed the painting of himself for the first time, and he just breaks down. Yeah. Oof. Well, you couldn't act before that. Before we get there, okay. let's, uh, I, I want to get some general thoughts of what John, John, would ha- so uh, hopping off what Erlen said, how, what do you think of the, of the film overall? I also thought it was quite good. Um, I uh, sometimes struggle with documentaries uh, mm-hmm. for, for a variety of reasons, but... Um, I thought, I mean, this one certainly was not, like, didactic. It wasn't trying to necessarily teach us or tell us something. It was it was really documenting, um, you know, a, a, tr- a kind of truly strange and unique interaction uh, and, and, and relationship. And so it was really... I don't know, it was really powerful. The scene that Erlen was just referring to that we'll talk about in a second uh, is, it was like really powerful. I, I think mm-hmm. um, I think it kind of, so if we think of it as having like three acts, I think the third act was not necessarily like uh, earth shattering, you know, it, it, kind of, it kind of petered out a little bit, um, but so does life. So like I, I don't think that's like, yeah I mean like I I, I don't know you I, hit 80, wow, it's wow. Not... the third act of life is just yeah. shit I mean I you know so I, I I don't know that that's something to blame them for as much mm-hmm. and it is it is a really uh, it was a really powerful kind of affecting mm-hmm. story um, so I appreciated it I do I, there were a couple of times and so having that explanation that. Uh, it was originally going to be a 10 minute documentary just about the theft itself helps explain a lot of how they got some of the earlier footage. Um, I think there was one point where she was creating the painting that was later stolen. And so I, that feel like has to either be. Oh yeah. The opening shot. I believe. Yeah. The opening Mm -hmm. shot either has to be a recreation or I I feel like that's a a recreation. Or she films herself. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very high quality Film. Yeah, that was a pretty. But 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 um, I mean that doesn't take away from this was a very cool, affecting, mm-hmm. interesting, unique story uh, that I enjoyed greatly. Um, I don't think this was a good movie. <gasps> I think this was a great. Movie. Oh, oh room. <laughs> I just wanted to freak Earl and out. You fucking got I'm me wa- there. I was so as, afraid. <laughs> as I was I'm like... watching this movie, I was like. I'm just like I'm like oh my god I'm fucking loving this I I'm I'm like I'm I'm this this movie I think it's going one way it's weaving it's showing yes. all these interesting thoughts I thought find this movie very very Norwegian in a way because as we will I hope we can get into um, kind of the background uh, I think a lot of things happen in this movie could only happen in Norway or at least I can say would not have happened in America. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that, <laughs> into a lot about maybe the American criminal justice system and how that's handled differently. 
Um, but all I could think while I was watching it, I was like, I swear to fucking God, if Erlen doesn't like this, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to. Don't worry. Don't worry. It, it was made for me. I love it. I mean, especially as someone who's so into podcasts, Jack, I feel like this is the type of story that you would only hear told through like a six part podcast series for those yeah. special interest narrative people, yeah. let's say, right. Whereas like, this is that, but they recorded it. Like they, they actually have yeah. it all on video and it's just mm-hmm. like the amount of dedication. Uh, and then uh, I also heard that he, so yeah, three months filming it and then he spent uh, eight months editing it. So it's like this thing took fucking almost four years. You know what I mean? I, 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 I imagine. And, and I, I do, I think it's so interesting in the case of girl and I were talking right after we had seen the movie, like how, did how did this uh, this filmmaker get in so quickly because we see in the um we see uh barbara on the phone with the police the the first clips we have of her is like talking to the police like we've caught the guy so that's like days after the events of it and then uh, just the way the story weaves of you know i think it's going to be this kind of redemption story of a guy and it's focused on how she helps him but then it also weaves into we, we see she's having these kind of struggles and he's starting to succeed and going in different directions. And that, and then uh, I, I uh, agree with John, as it was starting to dip in the third act, I thought, I'm like, okay, this is, the wheels are starting to spin a little bit after he gets out of prison. But then when she, they meet up again, I'm like, okay, this is a good place to end it. And she's like, so we found uh, Michael. And I'm like, oh, no, twist, yeah. are we going to see this? So, um, yeah, that that really kicked it kicked it up a notch for me and made me uh, just uh, really really happy. And we're gonna get to talk about the ending, but first, I've been dominating. Girl, what did you think? No, I just wanted to to jump off a little bit of what you said because what I liked so much was that there were twists and turns, um, and there were like n- new reveals. But it was it was because they could have made this documentary a documentary with like a lot of foreshadowing wait what happens next and you'll never believe but yeah. they didn't it was just like mm-hmm. and then this happened and this happened and this happened and all of these are magical moments mm-hmm. um and then oh and then something new and something new and it was yeah. just like presented in a very yeah. down to earth but also the way. format was very cool in how like it wasn't completely linear like it would follow definitely it it, it, it it kind of started with both of them. Uh, I mean, we get a little bit at the beginning, but mostly her starting with that first painting and talking to him. And then it goes into his background, and we get that thief title card. Then it yep. slides back to her, the painter, or, or the other way around, I'm not entirely sure. But then they we, we get some t- time jumps going backwards to see what was the other one going through while we saw the events that we, we were just previously shown. And then they eventually merge together at the end in a, uh, a quite nice way. I, I'm, so, I'm so glad we all like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was good. It was really um, good. So how about we talk a little bit like so we can go through kind of those, those chunks and talk about some of the specifics of what we, we, we liked about it. Um, so it, we begin the movie with um, some of the background footage uh, about this, this uh, 
this heist. I don't, I don't know <laughs> what to call it. So um, Barbara has a showing. Um, she has these two uh, paintings in, the, in a gallery which are stolen by who we later find um, to be Carl Bertel and um, another guy who we don't actually really see for, for most of the, uh, of the documentary. Um, he is caught. They, are, they, are, uh, they, go to, um, uh, they go to court to, uh, in Tinghusa, uh, literally translated as the Thing, thing House. house. <laughs> thing House. Um, again, because everything in Norwegian is properly named. Well, the Thing, um, the thing was an important... The Thing, you know, the big thing, the, the big thing. thing. The legislative body, you know. I don't know. I do... Gero pointed out, because I, I always point out these like silly Norwegian names for things, but um, the, the English one, that's, the laziest English word is fireplace. Like... No one thought of a better or dishwasher. No, I think these are very practical terms, though. I mean, I I could not picture them being called anything else. (laughs) No, this is. Um, sorry that that was digression. Big old tangent. Um, yes. So so then, um, uh, Barbara approaches uh Carberto during the uh, uh the criminal proceedings, and then is is I, I'm not we're not really sure if she if he is charged or not but either way when it is over part of his release um stipulates that he is going to meet with her and then that's where she gets the opportunity to paint a painting of him which she then later shows to him I have, I have yes. several questions Hit. John as a lawyer is it okay for the the victim of a crime to go over and just like strike up a conversation with the guy who did it? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I is it okay? Like, as in, is there anything preventing it? No, probably not. I think in the U.S., when the guy is sitting on the stand, uh, his lawyer is going to say, don't talk to the victim because, <laughs> uh, you know. Nothing good can come you, of this. Right, because you're going to say something that will then be used against you. But remember that the U.S. Uh, kind of criminal justice system or the, the trial system is, is an accusatory system uh, or rather a, um, uh, oh, God, uh, adversarial system. That's the word I was looking mm-hmm. for, where you have uh, two opposing parties and they are each trying to win for their client and and that is like the entire basis of the system as i i did not do separate research for this but as i recall norway is somewhat more of an inquisitorial system uh trying to get at the truth uh on that model and so you know and also the right to silence works differently in in norway uh you you kind of have a right to silence but it can be used against you if you don't talk and it seems like he didn't go to jail anyway whereas you certainly would be going to jail for stealing an expensive painting mm-hmm. in the u.s yeah. so i i think you know I, I and then the so the like sentencing the sentencing him to kind of talk with his victim that there are movements towards stuff like that around the world uh, in kind of a restorative justice framework for sentencing um and that can be a, a part of it is is having victims be involved in sentencing and in kind of resolution to both see mm-hmm. what the what the actual harm from your crime is to give the victim some sense of of some satisfaction which they wouldn't necessarily get just from i don't know punishing the person so there there could be some truth there and it wouldn't surprise cool. me if norway is further along on that sort of thing than than the rest of the world 
That's I mean, I didn't even pick up on the fact that that was part of his punishment. She mentions it at some point. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was like it I thought it was a, an agreement outside of the court ruling, but I guess yeah, maybe I, it was. I, to be clear, I didn't get the that being part of the punishment. I'm taking that from from Jack, mm-hmm. but I but but could be like I don't know. It, you you could see it being that way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, let's let's talk a little bit more about that in, in the relationship because Giro and I had a bit of a debate. Uh, so when Barbara approaches him and wants to talk to him, of course she, she we see her asking a lot about like where where are my fucking paintings, um, <laughs> but also is incredibly inquisitive about his life. And I interpreted her interest in him and his background and his history as quite empathetic. I, I read it as someone who, you know, whereas a lot of people, I mean, she she obviously does not have a lot. She's not incredibly celebrated, and she worked very hard on creating this art and to have it taken away. I could easily see someone being very, very angry and, and punitive about something like this, but instead I read it as her ta- approaching this with, with a sense of, of, of curiosity and empathy for him, which she then channels into her artwork. And I, I found that quite beautiful and moving. Giro, uh, you interpreted a little <laughs> bit differently. Yes, yeah. I, I, I'm sure she's a very empathetic person, but the way I saw it, um, she is uh, one of many, including myself, who um, finds it very fascinating with the slightly dark and twisted. Um, and she, I, my theory is she is gravitated she gravitated towards him and the darker side of sides of this because she was like this is so interesting like you're basically a gangster you had all this stuff and you've been to jail and you've been all you've done all these crimes now you stole my paintings and and she keeps digging he he mentions it at at some point he mentions she was only interested in the dark sides of my life she never asked me about being a carpenter. She never asked me about, mm-hmm. you know, being a teacher. She just asked about the drugs and the crime. Um, and and I... Damn it, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so my theory is that she's a, she's a wonderful person and she helped him a lot. She probably mm-hmm. saved his life, honestly. Um, but I think the initial attraction was, ooh, Ooh, this is interesting. Let's. I wonder. I wonder how dark it'll get. The entire true crime genre is built on that yeah, what innate did, what did you call motivation. Those people? You, there's a slang word for, for Lucky Lou. You would call it in the olden days, and now you call it murderinos. Murderinos. <laughs> After the podcast, my favorite murder. Oh, I. There was definitely some like a voyeuristic quality there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, and her, her boyfriend kind of picked up on that or or questioned that and we, we can we can I, that might be something we talk about later yeah but. i, I want to get into a whole thing on uh, her boyfriend oystein and uh and and that but um yeah let's 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 talk about i mean the in the whole movie i'd say the big the biggest gut punch or hit like just emotional hit is the first time him seeing the painting but hang on oh i'm sorry ellen and john Who's right? No, um, is she it's, it's a work of art, and, and there's open. or is she a murderino? The life is a spectrum, and uh, uh, well, she's, I think she's both, right? I mean, I think she is empathetic. She clearly like a lawyer. She, no, I mean, she clearly feels a lot, right, and draws in a lot from from what's around her. 
Um, mm-hmm. But that is also how she makes her living and what she uses as her muse. So mm-hmm. I think I think those probably go hand in hand. She she is empathetic, but she also is really drawn to the things she will you know be empathetic about or, or the dark side of the of the world, the playing in traffic as it were. Uh, yeah. She she she's yeah. drawn to that and she she seeks that out. So, you know, I I think that out of the two, I'm gonna have to side with Guru's uh, Murderino Nintendo Elf on the Shelf uh, assessment, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I love these little ways of calling it. I didn't realize this was like a thing, but yeah, I think that, uh, and this is kind of like maybe a generalization, but a lot of artists of certain nature, and especially like you know, were uh, introduced to her her art from a wide perspective, and it's really dark. It's like quite morbid a lot of death like there's a whole sequence where we're kind of told that she had this introduction to death at 12 years old she saw a dead body in the street in in czech republic and stuff and of course she's then attracted to this kind of like self-destructive nature of carl bertel and i think that it was also like extremely convenient that you know there's also this hype around this documentary and there's also this a uh, new story about her famous uh, it's it's kind of like like the whole like uh, when the Banksy painting was shredded that thing fucking 10 yeah. timed in value you know what i mean yeah. so it's kind of like if your fa- if your art piece got stolen you're like that honestly probably just helped her career so i think there was a mix but then like keep in mind this this went over 3 years and after a certain point then like I think that it, it went from like the Murderino over to a more empathetic kind of approach, right? So it went from like her originally being like a little bit more, let's say, quote unquote, self-interested. But then later on, I think she she like Loki almost like fell for this guy in not in like a romantic sense, but definitely in like a life story and yeah like an emotion just an, a true emotional connection yeah from yeah from yeah and i love how crazy honest they were throughout the whole documentary about this kind of like like what like what are you really feeling and like i, I would also really like to talk about the the Einstein perspective uh, yes. as being like this this like very Norwegian third party who's like very rational and he's like we need to, we we need to go to to therapy together and uh, and she's like this is making me worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's definitely the free spirit to his. Like we're just being logical and pragmatic yes. about our recommendations. Like, you do not let your kids go in the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to talk. I I mean enough to 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 say to uh, to go to um. To ignore what Gero said, because she's uh, ultimately right in winning you guys over, I want to quickly move off to a different topic where I can. <laughs> um, no, um, but the, that that the scene where he sees the painting is oh. just like it, it's it, it you can you can see the heaviness on his face as he first reacts to it, just because he's even going like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" and like and just completely break down and. It's I don't I don't have the words to describe like I imagine yeah. all that he is dealing with in this moment about seeing the beauty of it seeing like being recognized in a way because I, I mean he clearly had a very troubled childhood and and a re- very very tough life and a lot of struggles and I think getting that kind of attention and having himself turned into such a beautiful work of art from someone who he hurt like all of that yeah. rushing in in a moment must be 
be quite powerful. Er, Erlen, you, you want to I, I wanted to just ask a kind of a, a maybe a controversial question. And it's mm-hmm. uh, like we were talking about how this is edited in a nonlinear way. And mm-hmm. you can very clearly tell that like the earlier moments are when Bertel is like, quote unquote, the most derailed. And like, mm-hmm. so the question is, do you guys think that he was high uh, during that scene? Yes. Yes, I think so too. I think, and it was almost like the the reason why it was so powerful because it was almost like a sobering, like an instant sobering Mm -hmm. moment for him. And he just like, it's like you just saw this clarity form in his eyes. It was crazy. You did, you you can really see it in his eyes. Yeah. You really can. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on 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 that. To your question, I think either is is possible, but it, I don't think it, it takes away from the the power of. I that. think it I mean, almost either, adds either, to it. Either, but yeah, like, yeah. Either just, way, I've... it's. Yeah. Totally agree. And it, it, um, I love that painting so much because, um, it really is the it, it, she she painted the best version of him. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the, 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 to counter to, to sort of um, argue against myself. Like, she may be interested in the dark and twisted, but that but that painting of him was not dark and twisted, right? Mm-hmm. That was calm and clean and and it, serene. Like that was not chaos and mayhem and crime and drugs. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, no. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. John, did you have anything to add on that, or? No, I, no. I, I, I mean, I just think it was mm. a turning point where the movie really got going, incredibly powerful. Um, yeah. And something you could not act or recreate, probably. So I think exactly. that is. Exactly. I think that was very, mm-hmm. very lucky that Cameron was filming them. Well, uh, what, one quick point there. So I also heard that, like, yes, this director is, you know, he's, he's like the guy who approached the story and blah, 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 blah. But a lot of the filming with at least um, the artist was with uh, one of her friends who was apparently like does this for a living. So like you can also ask yourself, like, how are they able to just capture this insane comfortability and honesty and and like there's no performative like never did it feel performative never did it feel like uh, they were like oh uh, i'm being filmed right now so i need to like you know paint my best or say things a certain way yeah. i felt like it was or look at the camera or something. yeah you're, they're, they're in these very tight spaces which i'm sure it's like yeah. it's, it's not like you're using fixed cameras or at, at you know out in at distance like they're right in your face so i mean that's that's hard to do usually what i think the, the way you get around that when you're filming is in a documentary you have to just be filming constantly for hours and hours and hours and eventually the subjects kind of start to just zone it out because it's exactly cause it's there so and, they, and there must, was a, they must have so much footage yeah and there was a moment in that same interview that i was referring to earlier where she said that like not only did benjamin re or whatever uh, have this quality but this other filmer had this quality of just kind of like quote unquote disappearing into the room and i feel like like never when i was watching the whole thing was i like asking myself like oh what was it like to be that third person in the room what was it like to be it was like it was like I was there, but we were all just like a fly on the wall. So like the naturalism or whatever you want to call it was just 
it, it was just insane. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, in that scene where he's crying and stuff and just like breaks down, that was just so raw. Mm -hmm. well, well, from that scene we go, um, we, we see uh, they continue in Iraq, uh, Barbara and Carl Berthel, and um, uh, learning about each other's lives. Um, and, uh, but it, it, the act kind of ends where we hear uh, sh she gets word that he has been kicked out um, of his girlfriend's uh, uh, place, and then he steals a car and crashes it, putting him in the hospital in a very, very serious accident. From there we go into, that's where we get the, the thief title, and, and we learn a lot about his background. He explains his tattoos, his upbringing. We see pictures of him um, in very Norwegian wood-paneled houses. Extremely. And, <laughs> and um, we, we see some, like ultimately we eventually get to see his, um, his uh, uh, the mustache that is his father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Dude, like he's a character a out of the office or something. <laughs> he was, oh, yeah. and he, I just, he like barely says a word. And I'm, and like, there's a scene later on where they get like sushi or something together, and you're just like, I feel like, I feel like I get a read of this of this dynamic of, yep. of a lot of unspoken, you know, feelings between these two. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I didn't have a lot to add about learning about his background. We know that he. Um, uh, you know, he had drug use problems. There's he sold drugs. There's he knows friends that were killed or died by suicide. It's it's unfortunately a sad it's a sad thing. I, we see a lot of people like this in Oslo still. I mean, when you I, I, I don't know about you or only if you have any comments, but like down in is it Brugatha is yeah. the area where you, it used to be around the central station. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, go ahead. It's, it's a lot of sad. I, I have a heroin in Oslo story. My my one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, taken out of context. That's John, like John, I know, that's, right? Uh, <laughs> got to be careful, but say, no. Yeah, you're uh, the lawyer here. Don't you got to be. <laughs> yourself. Yeah. When I uh, no, when I, I I mean, this is obviously true of any major city in the world, right? But uh, or small town for that matter. Um, mm -hmm. But the first time I visited Oslo when I was studying abroad in college in Spain, mm -hmm. we got mm -hmm. uh, my friend and I got a. Two euro fifty flight from uh, Madrid to uh, Moss Airport Riga. Riga, they're like the oh yeah, oh yeah that should not like be way legal. the hell outside of town. You know, airport. Uh, it was in the middle of I think December, so it is oh, understand or like early December. So perhaps there weren't a ton of people trying to go from Spain to Norway during that time. Nope. Um, but in any event, we were kind of wandering around the city, and we wa wandered past the Oslo Stock Exchange, which is the cutest little building. Uh, <laughs> it's very cute little stock exchange. And, like, in a doorway, either of the stock exchange or maybe in a building next door to it, we just, like, wandered by, and there was someone literally shooting up heroin just in the doorway, um, oh which is yeah. the only time I've ever seen that. Uh, it was and, just buying the dip, man, buying that GameStop. Kicking yeah. the surge, you know. It stonks. He was <laughs> just the getting room. the surge, man. <laughs> that's my that's my heroin and Oslo that's story. Wild. But yeah, I mean, I see needles on the all the time on the ground. Not all. Oslo, it's a beautiful city. It's, 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 it is a beautiful city. Like I mean, I've been a number of times since. It's a beautiful city, and I have not. I I basically lived yeah. in the train station for a couple of days when I visited you guys yeah. one time, and I didn't I didn't yeah. see. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I never Way saw to make us more. sound like terrible hosts. <laughs> no, I go there. Jesus. There. <laughs> oh. um, 
Yeah, but it is... Uh, I have not, for the record, seen anyone shoot up heroin. I constantly get offered drugs in other countries, but not in Norway. All which the is, time. Uh, I don't know what is it about the way I look, but like... People this guy, this like, guy does we, drugs. Lisbon, every, when we were walking around Lisbon and everyone came up to me and was like, hashish cocaine? I'm like, no. And like, I'm always like, oh, no, thank you. Like, oh, th- I appreciate you offering it. <laughs> but I, like, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> And then there was, of course, the time I got picked up by an undercover narcotics squad in, in, Kenya. Ni- in Nairobi, oh, but that's a whole different story. Um, but, but before we move on from to, to, to more about her, the, um, I noted a couple of things about him, about the thief, in the first section, and, uh, and they both surprised me. And the first one was, um, I, he comes out, like, they do little drips and little reveals to make him to just show like how much depth yeah. there is to this guy. Like when she asked, why did you take those paintings? He said, I don't remember much from that night, um, but they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. He'd, pa- he'd walked past them a couple of times and he stole them because they were beautiful. And then when you go to see his apartment and he like has original artwork, mm-hmm. da, 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 and like there's, there's a lot of layers to him. He's also real fucking funny. When they when they talk about the first um, when when they when she asks him about um, sort of what his life was like and he's like well when I was eighteen there was a group of fourteen of us and now there's only two left the rest are dead whatever whatever and we would do a lot of drugs we would party real hard but we would party from Wednesday to Wednesday <laughs> and she goes well that's better than Monday to Monday and it's they're just they're playful and funny with each other. In the weirdest of settings, you get the the attract not like sexual, but you get like the emotional attraction yes. between these two personalities. They're very it's humanized both of them in a really interesting way. Yes, and he's he's pretty he's a little bit of a jokester. Yeah, I did I, I appreciated that. Yeah, there are nuances, lots of nuances. Given that relationship, can we talk a little bit about uh, her boyfriend Oystein? Oystein. You mean oh, like Einstein. partner? Like seemed like uh, just a great dude, just like he partner did. of the year. Yeah, a solid dude. Like solid he's, dude. He's financially supporting her because she's. We see like that was interesting. Is like I expected this to be focused like the story of a woman helping a guy, but like we also see like she her struggles. Like she can't get. Uh, she's she's having trouble getting uh, her art recognized or entered into galleries. She's we see her struggling to pay bills, and her boyfriend is obviously trying to support her as as much as she can but also voice his concerns where he he sees them and we we do have um the biggest scene the scene where he talks the most is in what i believe is a couples therapy which that's wild to like that they were able to film that yeah (laughs) or that like i'm just wondering like if you know if if Gura was an artist and we were in a like relationship she's doing paintings and then she's like oh we're gonna do this documentary and then if we had trouble and she's like i want them to film our couple's therapy sets. yeah like, yeah that's that, a lot the of guy is, is stripping himself naked you know what i mean like he yeah. is just putting himself out there i mean and it doesn't look like he has a shred of genuine jealousy in his body it's more just like no. act, actual concern about like why why are you so attracted to this her, self-destructive like, nature blah 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 yeah, talk talk a little bit about that. Do you have thoughts about his? He makes a, a bit of a speech on uh, the the playing in the road uh, comp- metaphor he uses. Yeah, it, I think I think he has an interesting approach because he he very clearly has an opinion. He's like, this is problematic. You're 
like you focus only on the bad stuff and it's all of this, mm -hmm. you know, you're putting yourself at risk emotionally and actually. Um, but he always, he's, he comes at it from like, I'm trying to understand. Explain to me how your brain works because mine doesn't work in the same way. Mm -hmm. Explain to me what you're thinking. So he's genuinely, he's not trying to convince her, he's trying to understand. Um, yeah, I, 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 every, one thing I noted in this movie is I did not find a villain. There's no one that's yeah. constructed as, as bad or no system that's evil. You know, they, they, everything is, again, going back to the word empathy, that is a very empathetic portrait to a lot of people who, you know, even if they, dis, they, they have their own failings, or they have their own struggles, um, but no one's intentions at least come across as m malevolent in any way. You, Barbara, being uh, wanting to reach out to Bertle, you know, we, we understand why she's doing that. But Einstein is not trying to hold her back for any kind of jealousy reason. Like he, his explanations are all, I think, very valid. Yeah. And and I, I found that. Uh, exceedingly uh, sweet and Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, I think if there was a villain, it would just be like his addiction. Because like, although she has issues financially and, you know, some past traumas of her past and whatever, like she is a, a highly functioning person. You know what I mean? Like it is, whereas like, it, it's not, it's obvious that he has had, he, he has had to face, let's call it bigger struggles or whatever. But like mm -hmm. that's what makes his insane transformation so impressive. Like you watch oh. it in front of your eyes. I mean, like the guy goes like from physically. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I'm like shit. He like gets he ripped. Looks awful. <laughs> he, he has a sick terrible... beard. <laughs> he had yeah. I was just oh, let's just talk about it. Okay, he had that really awful like chin strap beard going, and he was oh. quite. And you could tell like uh, he he was kind of a little hollow, like skin skinny. Um, guy, and then like when he goes to prison and he grows an awesome beard oh my and gets God. super jacked, and I'm like, I see this guy in Grunelucker every every this day. This is basically a promotional. A it's a promotional Wait, movie for with, like, Norwegian Gr prisons. <laughs> it's a it's the hipster neighborhood I live in. Yeah, right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, got it. Yeah, it's but yeah, he 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 could be at a coffee shop, you know, with Erlin talking about. You know, the, the most recent James Hoffman. Cortados. <laughs> no, but um, do you guys want to talk a bit about um, uh, about Bertel going to prison? Um, so he's, yeah, it seems he like a great time, prison. honestly. Like, prison he in steals. Norway, it just looks great. <laughs> I'm sorry, there are literal trees. There's a forest trees. inside your goddamn prison. Like, And they get therapy. There, they get, like, a... really follow-up therapy i mean it's great yeah. i wasn't aware he was in prison because at one point they show him in like a small room that i would say looks kind of like a dorm room there's some ikea like folding furniture stuff yeah and then there's some trees and snow in the background i'm like okay like what is this and you're like oh no there's a there's like a very sweet guard that opens the door and it's like hi hi like, <laughs> how are things and like you look at the access that's one thing that i did not know about norwegian prison um they can wear their own clothes because yeah. he's wearing a Detroit Red Wings t-shirt while he's like folding and like doing work and has access to things that you would never have access to because they could be used as a weapon or whatever yeah. in an American prison. And and you and then like so you see him doing work and like having like fresh air and then and most importantly, 
talking to a therapist who is yep. ver- like talking about his life and trying to give him tools and stuff. And you're like, huh. <laughs> and, and like, keep in mind, he was only uh, put away for a year. A year. After yeah. evading a police chase, yeah, crashing chase. a car. Like he yeah. was also that in possession. His. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was like uh, under the influence at the time. Yeah, well. So like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. If, this, if this was the States, like let's be honest, he'd probably get like, six, six yeah. years. <laughs> also like probably, um, you know, he had priors, prior prison yeah. sins. I'm sure yeah. he'd be. Well, art theft, for example. <laughs> so I, I honestly think the whole like him going to prison was one of the best things like that could have happened to him at that time. Uh, yeah. But the one thing that I'd like to kind of ask you guys is like, why do you think she wasn't taking his calls? Because as soon as he gets out, then she's found this painting. And then it's like, oh, well, what's up? You know, like, I didn't want to get in touch with you because this was but that was apparently only happening a week before he was released or something. But like yeah. for the whole year, there there's something that wasn't told to us there. I, like I. I I don't. I mean, anything we say uh, would be is just speculation. I could easily see it being something like. Um, I mean, she was obviously going through her own struggles. We see that is when we flash back to see her financial troubles. Um, there's obviously some things that she's working on in her relationship with Einstein. I mean, we don't. You're you're right. He's away in prison for a year, and we don't get to see a lot of that. So, um, I I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. Me either. Yeah. Yeah, um, she could just be. Di- I mean, very disappointed. I mean, I, I, you know. I yeah, know. the inve- she put inve- a lot of investment in this guy, and like to, to the worries that Einstein was saying, like that she she's pouring a lot of emotional energy and and uh, just uh, commitment into into this guy, and then you know he he in a way like lets her down, and and it's it's hard to. I but mean, she visited him at the hospital. Yeah, before he left. After his accident, before yeah. prison. Yeah. Yep. And they hang out after a bit too. And they had they had was... like, they had like this uh, intimate uh, day or whatever when he had like, oh, it was exactly six weeks ago, and like now I'm dancing and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Do you remember? By the that? way, another thing that would never happen in America. <laughs> what? Like, okay, you're gonna just he goes to the hospital. He gets free health care. Then he gets, he's like, you're going to probably have to go to prison, but first we're going to let you out a little bit. Just, uh, you know, grab a like beer. Like rehabilitation. Yeah, re- <laughs> just like, God fucking damn it. Like, it's, it makes me so mad in America. <laughs> but, but I think that like, uh, it see, like that's why I was kind of left with this question because like they were obviously in, mm-hmm. they were seeing each other somewhat regularly after this accident and then mm-hmm. he goes to prison yeah. and then it was like full stop. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How about um? Guess we'll never know. What did you guys think about him when he uh, after he left? Um, he got a new girlfriend. We saw. Um, he yeah. went to. She seems very s- nice. She seems. She like he seems. This is a great like rehabil. This is like just such a nice story. Like he becomes a carpenter. He's training to be a nurse, which was like yeah, such a beautiful nice. like what an arc. What an, you couldn't have written this. Yeah, and then uh, and I, and and he he gets to go to that super sweet looking like wooden tent house that he, he made. That right? he built. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. The guy was literally off of the cast of Vikings. Like he could have yeah, fucking. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be an extra in, in Vikings. <laughs> that shot when he leaves the when he leaves prison and it's 
with the big beard and the hair and and, like and the sweater yeah, yeah. and like just like concrete in the background and he leaves i'm like that's ah, pretty cool yeah <laughs> i think i love i love the only thing that like like brings him to this century are his glasses <laughs> and i'm like yes. yeah. that's what puts you in grinalaka like that's what makes you the hipster you that know what i mean yeah. you oh, look yeah. like a viking with glasses <laughs> yeah. that's it that's the thing too is like that look now you could see like him uh, working at a consulting firm like yes that's totally, like you just put a suit on that guy with those glasses and you're like yeah this you know could, could be anything could also be a nurse with a fucking sick sleeve like yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah it's, it's interesting um cool so then um you i guess we can move a little bit into the the final act so they reunite as they get back um as he gets out of prison um and what the uh, we see the scene where they first meet each other they hug and hang out a bit and then she's and that's this is uh, what i mentioned earlier like uh, at this point i'm like okay i see where this is going it's going to be they reconnect and maybe we'll end here and then she's like so we found the other guy <laughs> and then i uh, like oh fuck yes <laughs> and they go and they they so so the the other guy remembers that he took the painting to a gangster's house and hid it there and then is but advised not to go there alone and then i wasn't quite clear she she did end up going with his friend with his friend oh okay yeah yeah. who somehow had a key no 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 she went she went to uh she i mean she went with the filmer guy so she wasn't totally alone right but she went to the gangster's friends or like or like the ex the other thief had a friend who yeah. lived had in the a friend same building or yeah. yeah yeah exactly oh in the same building okay yeah that but like so i'm different. assuming that lady was like a landlady or something because That's she had all thought. the fucking access keys like she just yeah. she's yeah. like here you go like let's go in here and check you know and, like, went up, okay. and then she's just like are you and like i love her reaction when she sees it she's like are you fucking kidding me like are you fucking and then kidding me? finds the painting in the attic unravels it and then lays on it which i didn't know like i, I love that i love that i thought that was great it seems very sturdy yeah i mean yeah. she's the artist she knows her work yeah. so i guess i'm like i guess you can do that i mean but, after uh, two three years of just like it's not even about like oh i've recovered the value of this this painting it's more just no, like wow closure closure here it yeah. is she found it and god knows you imagine imagine how much that is going to sell for now uh, <laughs> after this yeah. documentary exactly not to be cynical but um but yeah. God bless. But God like, bless. I honestly found that like that was a great moment. But what came after was yes. the fucking biggest moment of the film. Oh my! I I explain. I explain. Like so, so like the painter and the thief, both after have you know we've seen these two acts where one paints a portrait of the other. And then, you know, you see the other perspective and then the thief basically paints a portrait of her and they tell each other stories. And then now we're in the third act and we're kind of seeing it uh, kind of from a, a more mixed perspective. And then they reveal that like we found the painting and then they spend time together kind of re- like can- putting the canvas back up again. Yeah, and then for the gallery show. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, this is like it's been restored, it's been it's back and whatever. And then like the closing shot is this masterpiece that she has been working on based off of a, a photograph that was taken yeah. of uh, Carl Berto. Which we see earlier. Yeah, yeah Carl Berto and his girlfriend, who like 
uh, was involved in the mid part of the movie when he was about to get checked into rehab, but then eventually like break, they break up. So she like is not in the picture anymore. Uh, and like, we kind of see that this painting is not finished, but the closing shot is that painting. But instead of the girlfriend's face, she's painted herself. And it is an extremely intimate position. It's like uh, Carl Burton on bottom and she's on top. And like, you can see her very characteristic yeah. tattoo on her it's, back. And it's, it is just and, like, whoa, like what were they trying to tell us? in that closing yeah. shot. I, I, and I, I, you could, you, this is a moment that I is, is fantastic editing and film work and, and just crafting of a story because this, you could put, you could script this into a movie because what they did is they, when you realize in that moment, they have been hinting at this a little bit on the way, the posing of the original picture, us not seeing that, that's like the only painting we don't see her finish painting. And then, also, they what another thing they've seeded that seemed to be more just adding flavor is dropping in um, little things the two characters are learning about one another. One being like, oh, he doesn't like pickles on hamburgers. He doesn't like pineapple on pizza. This, and then on her, she put gray uh, flowers on the grave of an un unmarked uh, un unmarked grave back in Czech Republic. She has this ring tattoo on the back of her neck, and like yeah. they just kind of boom, boom, Pe boom, pass through in. it. And no, and you're just kind of like, oh yeah, nothing. And then at the end, that panning shot, it's from her. You see the tattoo in the back of her neck, and then it goes up to the painting, and you see the, the circle on the back of her neck. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, what? but like and, for and real, what did that mean? Like, what did that mean? What and, is she and, trying to like? For me, that painting is called the painter and the thief, right? It is, yes, right. Whereas that's, like, yeah. that's, which resets I, the whole name of the yeah. movie. The <laughs> it's movie, a fucking like, loop. It's, it's a circle. The painter and the thief. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, yeah. it's like, it's commenting on this very unique, quasi-intimate relationship that they've yeah. built over three years. But then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, when you look at that painting, you cannot deny the sexual intimacy component because like, image, yeah. like yes, she like literally put herself in the place of his girlfriend. Girlfriend, you know what I, mean? I think the paint is was... painted toplessly. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, very it's just sexual. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? You know what I mean? But you like... couldn't. There's so many ways to interpret it. Like, about, which like, is yeah, great sexual, art, right? Because you're like fucking constant. Like that thing better be worth so much money. Yeah. But still, I'm just like, wow. I mean, talk about ending a documentary in a way that keeps you extremely, you know. Uh, debating it yeah yeah john did you have anything to add there or no the, not i mean john that, is silent with the beauty no it, it it was it was incredibly powerful and i actually rewound because i mm -hmm. like kind of missed it and then i was like wait mm -hmm. did i is that what was there and i, I went back yeah. and i was like oh it's the tattoo uh mm -hmm. but no i have nothing really to add it, that yeah. was very very powerful i for all of my for my so I complained earlier about the third act. I thought the ending mm -hmm. was fantastic and did, did tie it mm -hmm. together in a really, really mm -hmm. great way. Yeah. But I also agree that the, the, there were points that dragged. There were. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, the payoff is worth it because you're like, oh, we needed these moments. Like, we needed this. Like, when you're sitting there hearing about what he does like and like doesn't like on his pizza, you're thinking like, okay, like, who cares? But then, yeah. you know, then you get the payoff. So... It's kind of like one of those movies that drags on your first viewing, but I can imagine it being so much better on a second viewing. And then I'm like, 
what documentary is better on a second viewing? You know what I mean? Because exactly. it's a it's a real story. So it's like you would only need to watch it once. Whereas this is like mm-hmm. I could easily watch it twice. Catch it, yeah. Yeah. No, that's very yeah, true. That's. Um, uh, Gura, did you have anything left you wanted? Closing thoughts before we move on to the categories? Categories, please. All right, guys. Categories. Let's, uh, we always begin with the, uh, the category, who won the movie? Does anyone want to tell me who won the movie? Erlen, I'm, I'm nominating you. Erlen, who won I the I mean, movie? to be completely honest with you guys, I didn't even think about categories in this because it was so real. <laughs> but I'm going to say, like, <laughs> I mean, like, Carl Bircher won the movie because he... He just, like, had the most insane... He turned his life around, you know. He mm-hmm. he gets out of prison. He's clean. He he sees his father over some nice sushi. And then he says, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to make some... I'm going to make a family. And then he finds a girlfriend. And he, like, mm-hmm. gets his, goes to yeah, trade school. An and like fucking principal at a school. Yes. Like, he has the quintessential poster boy of, like, a, a, an, yeah. an ex-con reintegrating into society. Yeah. I mean, yes. how could you not be the winner? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the reason he is my guy as well. Um, he's your guy, he's, or he your won. guy, or the winner? He, 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 he won. He won. He won. God the damn it, Giro! Get these categories. Sorry. We are a, a very scientific <laughs> podcast. Podcast. I'm sorry. Please no. Um, he won the movie for me as well because of this arc, and because this arc um, is probably one of the most powerful ones I've ever seen, and it's true. Mm-hmm. There's an actual human who got to go through that and and come out on the other side and mm-hmm. that is insane. Yeah. Hey John, who won the movie? Uh, not to be too cynical, but I mean, I think Barbara definitely won the movie uh, and the the story and the life here just because she I I mean, I think she's a very talented painter, but she was like mm-hmm. a, you know, and she had a gallery show, I guess, in the beginning. So she was a middlingly successful painter. Uh, mm-hmm. But she kind of stumbled into this so tremendously interesting story that both kind of seems to have enriched her life, but also, I mean, in a, in a metaphorical sense or in an emotional mm-hmm. sense, but also, I'm quite sure, literally enriched her life uh, because yeah. <laughs> all of her paintings be- have now become way, way more valuable. Mm. I'm sure she's going to be much more in demand. I foresee a book deal in the future or something. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I think she won out of this story. The capitalist over here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. I... I... No, but you're right. You're right. I mean, she benefited. She's probably benefited tremendously. I'm going to uh, jump on the bandwagon and also say Barbara won for less capitalist, cynical reasons as John. <laughs> um, but I, because, again, I'm going back to my interpretation is that her uh, compassion and empathetic curiosity <laughs> with which she approached the situation and, re- like, obviously, like, it paid out. It, like John said, it, it pay, it, she's very lucky. It pays off for her in a, in a way that I think she'll do very well. But I, I just think I want to reward that behavior for being curious of other people. You guys have made some good points about, about you know, how morbid the curiosity is. But I think we should encourage in, in life in, to, to uh, approach human beings as ends in and of themselves and as as others as human beings and and i uh, i i i applaud that and i see that it doing that helped create a, a beautiful story that we all got to see here um with that we uh we should move on to who lost the movie 
Um, hey, Giro, I want you to go first. Who I, lost the movie? I didn't write down anything because I couldn't. I couldn't find anything. I loved yeah. pretty much everything about it. Uh, John, who uh, who lost the movie? So, uh, I th- I think the answer is that I hope no one. Um, I am maybe a little less sanguine on Carl Baratheon's story being done and happy and off into the sunset. Yeah. Just because... That's not how real life is. Well, it's not how real life is, and it's not how his life has been, right? I mean, this is clearly yeah. not the first time he has done this, because the way you get to have, like, seven interesting occupations in the past is that something didn't work out and you changed, right? And mm-hmm. so, I, 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 you know, I'm not... And addiction is a lifelong curse, right? So I, I hope it's one he has overcome. And mm-hmm. I certainly think that uh, the assistant principal lady seems really delightful and they seem to have a really happy, wholesome, healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that holds. Um, but he experienced, he has clearly experienced a lot of loss and trauma in his life and also like was severely injured during the course of the movie, went to prison during the course of the movie. As delightful as Norwegian prison is, it's still prison. So, he, you know, I, 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 I think to the extent there is a loser, it's probably him, but I, I am hopeful that there isn't one. That was very sobering. That was, uh, but you're right. You know what I mean? That's, that's the reality of things. I would say that maybe the gangster lost the movie because he just, like, got this painting stolen back from under him and, like, I bet he has no fucking idea. You know what I mean? Like, that was just in an attic. And then, I don't know, I, I bet you if that wasn't recovered, he could have maybe, I don't know, have, have fenced it or something. So, but I, because I, that's like my best answer. I don't, I don't really know who. I, would, I, I don't think that it's fair to say that he, that Bertel lost the movie just because of the fact that like, uh, you will always continue, like, because these are lifelong struggles. Um, I just think, like, I just can't picture a better comeback in, like, a year. You know what I mean? But you, maybe you're right. Maybe you, like, the higher they go, the harder they fall. Who knows? But, like, I choose to see the beauty in this world. Oh. Like, <laughs> uh, my, uh, like, Elizabeth uh, Wood or whatever her name is from Westworld. <laughs> uh, Have you ever I, seen uh, all this natural splendor? <laughs> it's, it's Dolores. Come on. Oh, it's um, Dolores. Yeah, but what? Evan Rachel Wood. That's her. That's the actress. Um... Who's also been in the news lately? Oof. Um, um, uh, I'm surprised no one said Einstein. No, because <laughs> that's he's my guy. He's my guy too. I think Einstein's everyone's guy. Yeah. I uh, I have a a quick uh, a, a quick who lost the movie and very quickly it's just uh, the 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 loser of the movie by proxy is the American prison and criminal justice system. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's all I could watch. Watching yeah. this, I was just like, God fucking damn it. Like, why aren't we doing this? Like, this seems like such an obvious, oh, whatever. That's who lost the movie. Because God, it wouldn't right, make anyone money, this. Jack. Nobody would make money that way. And in America, private, they're privatized. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about everyone's guy, Einstein. Um, Everyone? We all have the same just, one? Just like the ch- he's, just, he's just the champ. And also, he wears a beanie. So He looks so fucking cool in a beanie, you know? He does. He's also, I think, I know all of our personalities, and, like, we are not, like, artsy-fartsy, like, super, like, that kind of people. I think we would all be Einstein in the situation. Yes, yes. slightly pragmatic, uh, trying to understand, trying to be a good communicator, but being like, please, please don't let children play in traffic. 
That's <laughs> oh, bad idea. Trapping. He's like, that is the point. <laughs> <laughs> just a good dude. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. I'm, I think we can move on to the uh, category scale. As always, we measure the movie um, on, a, on a one to six scale, uh, just like they do here in Norway. Um, but uh, we always do it on a rating based off an object that I have identified from the film. Um, I was thinking about there's a lot of like sweet idiosyncratic things inside uh, the the movie that give it color that we've mentioned it already. So like pickles uh, removed from a hamburger, tattoos, household decorations, pictures from childhood. Um, but um, there's one that I saw in the corner. It, it's just a, a quick second that kind of drew me out of the movie for a moment that that I... I that really just hit me. It, it, again, um, we've, we've talked about seeing the Norwegian prison system and me approaching it as an American who, when I think of prison, I think of guys in jumpsuits and you know, being locked in, in function, what are functionally cages. And seeing these, this Norwegian system with these beautiful trees and, and them having like fun little tasks that they can do and getting to wear their own clothes and work out. And there's a scene of them all sitting at the table eating together. And in the bottom corner, very briefly, is is a bottle of sriracha. And I was just like, <laughs> like, could I imagine like an American prison where they'd be like, would you like some sriracha for your tacos? <laughs> and 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 I thought like that God, that is just like the sign of a like of a developed people that are like, you know what, we should put state funding to make sure that while we're rehabilitating these people, they have some good food and some good sauces, because I think Norway struggles in the sauce department. So um, <laughs> to, to get around, uh, that's a long way to get around to saying we will be rating this film on a scale of one to six bottles of prison sriracha. So um, does anyone want to go first? I'll, I can go first. Yes. Because I want to rate it 5.8 bottles oh. of prison sriracha. I got slightly used one like um, yes it, you've used it once couple squirts for, couple, yes yeah. for one taco um but um i really 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 enjoyed it and it surprised me because i don't care about art at all mm -hmm. um so um but i got really into it and i really enjoyed it and i feel like i have to save the the full six for a movie that changes my life completely but mm -hmm. but no absolutely loved it yeah Erlen, what, uh, what, how many bottles of prison sriracha would you give this movie? Oh, man. I don't think uh, I, it has to change my life to get a six. So I would give it a six. I'm going to go with a full six because it was just like... Oh. You also have to judge it not as oh just God. a movie, but as a Erlen. documentary, guys. As a documentary, this is just like almost a once in a blue moon story and like... Like everything had to be perfect, you know, like not, not only yeah. did the, the story have to be interesting from the beginning, but the whole development, the, the fact that the, 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 the fact that the movie makers like poured so much of their time into making this and capturing those moments. And like, it's like what you said earlier, Jack, like imagine how many hours of footage they have. And I mean, it is just like 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 you were saying as well about how if you had scripted that finale it would have been bonkers and the fact that it was fucking real also makes it insane and yeah it's like it's it's a documentary that reads like a scripted film and that is so unique i i i just i think it's hard to get a doc that is this good so i think it deserves six six bottles of sriracha 
John. Uh, I will say five bottles of prison sriracha, which I think is the highest rating I've given ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I reserve my sixes and my ones, but, uh, or, or, or <laughs> ones are free, man. <laughs> but, but, uh, I, I think, you know, for, for the reasons that kind of mm-hmm. we have articulated, uh, it was very, very, very good. Uh, I enjoyed it and I am not. I won't say that I'm not an art person, although I'm not. I don't have much of an ability to appreciate it. But I'm not a big documentary person, actually. I don't mm-hmm. love documentaries often. Um, but I did greatly, greatly enjoy this. It was affecting uh, and, and a great watch. Thank you, John. Um, this film, I, I, I was going to give it a five. Um, uh, at, while I was, because I'm, I'm kind of self-consciously watching the movie... those powerful moments we talked about before of him first seeing the painting, um, one that we didn't mention, his letter to her, the story of him going through prison. I was like, oh, that's, this is, this is great. I'm really enjoying it. And then, but it started to slow down. But from that moment that they get the painting at the end and they're starting to work together and hang it up, that's when it's up to 5.5. And then that last shot, man, that that last shot, that twist, like, wait, it's, it's the painter and the thief. <laughs> like Inception noise. And so because of that, for the first time ever, I will be agreeing with Earl. Hey! Six bottles of prison sriracha. I wow. loved it. I thought it was amazing. And I think if, you know, I think it deserved it. I think it well, well earned this rating. Um, That's the best rated movie we've I think had. we've done. Yeah. By I mean, far. I mean... I think yeah, that I mean, this, the close uh, runner-up is um, what will what will yeah. people say? For Oof, me, that yeah. was yeah. fucking so good. Yeah. But like, and the ending is also pretty pretty good up there. As of well, course, but, but all of those movies. <laughs> but we this is a about, talk. They're all they're all doing different things. Yeah. They're all and and it, it's it's almost impossible to compare a comedy to a documentary to an action movie. So I think what's important that we try to do is take each movie on its own, on its own terms and with what it's trying to do. What it's trying to achieve. uh, Yeah. What it, what it's trying to achieve. And I think that way, and that we reflect that by having different rating system in each, in each thing. And so, um, I think we'll uh, be taking obviously a brand new, uh, uh, rating system to a brand new genre for our next movie. Um, I was going to recommend that our next movie is the 2017 film The Twelfth Man. Um, uh, I'm very excited to see that. It's a World War II movie with Jonathan uh, Reese Myers in it ooh. for some reason. Oh. Yes, and I want to see that because uh, I've always wanted to see it. And uh, number two, because it's right now on Netflix. Oh, so um, we don't have to struggle to try to find the movie. So. Uh, if it's all right with you guys, we'll be seeing the 2017 film The Twelfth Man. For our Always love show. a good World Absolutely. War II movie. I know it's so. Well, uh, it'll it'll go in that uh, genre with uh, Max Manus, and I don't think is there anything else we've covered. Uh, Kong yes. and What? Kong and the King's No. Oh, Kong and the yes. King's yeah, Choice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or sorry, the King's getting, Choice. Not to spoil. We're getting it. a real <laughs> yes. Kong, uh, the uh, the Twelfth Man or Ponorsk. Kong and Snipe. The man. The the man. I'm still learning. And with that, uh, yes, I think it's time for us to to sign off before I say anything else stupid. 
Um, so if anyone wants to send us an email, uh, you're welcome to comment and or let us know uh, other movies that you think we should cover or any other ideas. Um, we are at podfornorga at gmail.com, and we will catch you for the next film. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.